Hey, good people. Welcome to the latest episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneurs Legal Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Ann Taylor, and I'm the owner of the law office of Stacey Ann Taylor, LLC, here in Atlanta, Georgia. My law firm specializes in various business law services, including trademark and copyright registration, business startup services, contract services, and franchise law services. If you'd like to learn more about my law firm, please check out our website at StacyAnnTaylorLaw.com or follow me on Instagram at StacyAnnTaylorLaw. Good people, today is Friday, March 19th. It is 4.59 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and I am so glad to be back with you all here on this podcast. Last week, I actually took a week off because my parents were in town. My parents have both been fully vaccinated, and they flew up from Florida to spend a week with me, I guess their spring break, if you will. Um, And actually, it was an amazing week. Uh, We just hung out. Of course, they stayed with me at my house and We just hung out and caught up and, you know, laughed and watched TV and, you know, just kind of chilled out with each other. I I believe this is the longest I have ever gone without seeing my parents, um, maybe in my life. And I'm sure that's true for a lot of you uh, listening out there. I definitely empathize with you. Uh, This pandemic has split up families, split up friends. And uh, I'm sure many of you have not seen your family members, you know, perhaps for the longest period in your lives as well. So I definitely empathize and I, I certainly hope that you will be able to be reunited with them very soon. So good people, we're up to episode number 32 of this podcast and it's entitled, Why You Shouldn't File a Trademark Application on Your Own. And I got the idea for this podcast actually just a couple of hours ago. I was going uh, back and forth in the uh, DMs with one of my Instagram followers who was asking about trademark and copyright services. And she was asking some really great questions. Um, And it dawned on me that I should probably break this down a bit further in terms of why I believe you shouldn't file a trademark application on your own, um, you know, in a podcast episode. And for those of you who've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that I have previously uh, spoken on, you know, trademark, the trademark registration process, also the copyright registration process. There are podcasts, older podcast episodes from sometime in 2020, I believe, uh, about those two topics. If you would like to check them out, they're definitely there for you uh, to listen to. But this episode will just be strictly focused on, again, my personal opinion as to why you shouldn't file a trademark application on your own. So the first thing I want to say is I'm definitely not one of those attorneys who thinks that you need an attorney to do everything for you. Um, I definitely believe there are legal services that are, you know, great. If you can get an attorney to, uh, you know, assist you with them, that is probably the better alternative, but you can certainly do them on your own. And I would say I would put you know, forming an LLC or um, even copywriting uh, a work you've authored, like a photograph, you know, or a painting or whatever, I would even put copywriting, uh, copyright registration in the category of uh, legal, you know, legal services that it's great if you hire an attorney to help you with them, but you can actually do them on your own fairly easily. 
However, I would definitely not put trademark registration in that category. Trademark registration is um, just kind of, it can be kind of a minefield. So let's talk about why. So the first part is the actual trademark application itself. And, you know, this is typically, you know, done online. And um, the application, I mean, to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office's credit, they have really some great video tutorials that are available as you progress through the application on the different application pages to help you fill out the application. But the application itself can be a bit challenging because, first of all, you have to figure out what you are trademarking. You know, are you trademarking your brand name, your logo, your marketing slogan, your hashtag? Even auditory sounds can be trademarked. Um, auditory sounds are, you know, not as commonly trademarked, but there are definitely, especially larger corporations that have auditory trademarks for sure, like McDonald's and Taco Bell that, that you know, go along with their uh, marketing campaigns. But yeah, first you have to figure out what is it that you want to trademark? Okay, and then what is it, you know, which class does the trademark belong in? There are 45 classes of trademarks. They're called international classes. One through 34 are literally uh, goods, things like chemicals, um, you know, different food products like coffee and tea. They're literally goods that are represented in the first 34 international trademark classes. Classes 35 through 45 are service categories or service classes. For example, class 41 is education and entertainment services. Class 42 is science and technology services. So you've kind of got to determine which class your trademark that you are applying for belongs in. And that can be challenging. I mean, one of the things that one of the mistakes that I see a lot of, um, you know, basically uh, brand owners, business people making when they register a trademark is that they're registering a trademark with with different. They're filing a trademark application with more than one branding element on the application. That is really a no, no. Um, because your trademark is going to be protected basically as you submit it. So if you basically put your name and your logo, your brand name and your logo on one application, let's just say you put your brand name on your and your logo on one application for a trademark in class 25. That's clothing, by the way. If you submit that and you go through the process and you get the trademark approved and you get it registered, you will only get protection for that trademark if you always use those two branding elements together, which is the name and the logo. If you, use, if you use the name separately and the logo separately for branding purposes, it's not protected. And so these are the little things. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's the little things. These are the little things that really make a difference. Your trademark attorney will tell you that you should brand, basically submit an application for each branding element on its own. So you would have an application for the brand name in class 25 clothing on its own. You would have another application. And of course, there's fees associated with each application that you file. Um, the government's filing fees as well as what your attorney would charge you, but you would have another application for the logo uh, in class 25 clothing. 
And so these are the kinds of things that you have to really consider that you have to understand very clearly as you are filing the application. You have to file the application correctly. You have to know what it is that you are protecting, which class the trademark belongs in. Um, yeah, it, it can be fraught with peril. So that's the first thing is the application itself can be a challenge to fill out. Okay. The second part, um, which makes the trademark registration process challenging is the actual part of the process that occurs once the application is assigned to a trademark examiner. And for those of you who don't know, all trademark examiners working at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office are licensed attorneys. Every last one of them is a licensed attorney who basically specializes in trademark law. So when you submit the application, if you wait the three to four months that it takes, and yes, it's going to take three to four months to even hear back from uh, the trademark examining attorney who has been assigned to your particular application. When you hear back from them, they may have some real questions. They may have some questions that are non-substantive. I mean, it could be something as simple as, you know, you filled out the address part incorrectly, um, and that's you know, something that's easy to fix or something substantive where they're basically asking you to justify why you chose the trademark class that you chose for your application. Uh, or they're telling you, they're writing back and telling you, hey, your trademark is very similar to an already registered trademark or to a trademark that has been applied for already, and that is, you know, listed as as in the application phase of the process. I mean, it, this is really fraught with peril because you're basically, again, this person is a licensed attorney. Basically, a, they're highly specialized. They're a trademark attorney, and you are a layperson who will have to defend, um, you know, your argument against a highly specialized trademark attorney at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. That really just doesn't sound good. And I'm not saying that you as a layperson could not be successful under those circumstances, but very often what happens is someone files a trademark application on their own. And by the way, this also happens when people use LegalZoom uh, because LegalZoom, they are not lawyers themselves. They're more like a, a middleman uh, connecting you to, to actual attorneys. But um, this is what happens when you file an application on your own or you file one with LegalZoom and you run into issues and the money that you've paid, the filing fee or even the LegalZoom fee that you paid doesn't cover substantive office actions, right? So what you'll do, what the vast majority of applicants do is they'll start calling around looking for an attorney, a trademark attorney, a business attorney to help them with the process now that they've gotten a substantive office action from their trademark examiner. And when you do that, what's going to happen is the vast majority of attorneys in, in that situation will charge you much more than if you had just hired them to file the trademark yourself. And just full disclosure here, I charge $2,400 upfront. It's a flat fee to file a single trademark, like a brand name or a logo or a slogan, I file a, I, I charge a $2,400 fee to, to file a single trademark in a single class. Like if you wanted to, again, file a brand name for your t-shirt line, you know, 
uh, in class 25, which again is the clothing class. Okay, I would charge $2,400. That $2,400 fee includes the government filing fee and includes the uh, search fee for the enhanced search that I pay for that is beyond what is listed in the trademark database. The enhanced search includes like searching domain names and social media accounts and all kinds of things, right? So that $2,400 includes that. But if you contact me and you don't want to file a trademark application from scratch, but instead you want me to help you answer or respond to a substantive office action, I'm going to charge you more than $2,400 because I already know that I'm going to spend a lot of my time going back and forth with the trademark examining attorney at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. So this is basically, in a nutshell, my opinion as an attorney as to you know why you shouldn't file a trademark application on your own. And you can take it for what it's worth. I mean, you may say that, of course, I'm inherently biased because this is the business that I'm in, but I just gave you a couple of examples earlier in this episode of you know, legal services that I think you could do on your own, like forming your LLC or copywriting your photographs or, or whatever it is that you've, you've produced. Um, so yeah, I specifically um, just want to caution you about filing trademark, appli- trademark applications on your own due to the complex nature of the application itself. And then what happens after the application is filed, you know, if the trademark examiner who is a licensed attorney has substantive questions for you, okay? So good people, we've reached the end of today's episode of the Atlanta Entrepreneur's Legal Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. Talk to you guys next week.